Hey everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for this special episode of the Acting Podcast. Steve and I spoke recently via Zoom with an incredible group of casting directors who are sharing challenges, open calls, and calls for reels on social media and doing Instagram Lives, all with the intention of being in collaboration with actors who they love and to keep their own artistry alive during these challenging times. Erica Bream, Jason Kennedy, Romani Leah, Seth Kasky, Karachu Rosenbaum, Andrea Bunker, Becky Silverman, and Ryan Glorioso joined us for this conversation, and they're all offering generously to artists all over the world in ways to bring actors' unique voices to our collective work right now. This is exactly what it looks like when we all lean into our vulnerability and our art. We were so moved by what they had to say about the gorgeous, brave work they're seeing from thousands of artists around the globe, and we hope this special bonus episode will bring inspiration and encouragement to you and artists everywhere. So, enjoy. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Risa Brayman Garcia. This is my partner, Steve Braun. Thank you, everybody, so much for being here. We decided to invite you all because we've been watching you on our social media feeds and seeing how generously and incredibly actively you've been participating and offering all this cool stuff to actors. Monologue challenges and drop-ins and and incredible support. And we want to hear from you all why and how and how it's working and what that looks like and the kind of response you're getting from actors and what you're seeing in the work that you're seeing from actors and talk about where we all are in the industry as we're all quarantined in, in our separate cities and towns and homes. And I have a great deal of, as Steve does, respect for all of you as as industry professionals and have watched your careers blossom. And uh, it's really moving to have you all here today. So thank you for that. What we want to do is just call on each of you and ask you just to say one thing about why casting is important to you, what you love about it. And it may have changed and you may have or been cemented as we go through this pandemic experience, which is traumatic for so many of us. So just let us know what you love about this and why you do this. And I think just, just to be clear, so our audience is largely actors, right? And so Oftentimes they can have, speaking as a recovering actor, uh, an adversarial relationship with you or alternatively see you as the gatekeepers or someone that, that, that they must pursue, et cetera. So what we found over the years with the studio is we sort of combine those two and, and find artistry in the middle uh, on both sides, frankly, is, um, uh, is to try to humanize the industry and to find out where your artistry is so we can create some humanity in all of this too. So it's in the spirit of that that we ask, knowing uh, who our likely audience is here. Yeah, and and we want to find that common ground, which you have already expressed in your in your openness to actors and your ability and willingness to invite them into your lives, into your Instagram feeds, into your homes to share their work with you. All right, Erica, let's just start with you. What do you love about this thing, and and how has that changed, if it has? Um, well, thank you so much for doing all of this and having us. I mean, it's, it's always great to chat with other, other peers and people going through the same thing. So thank you. Um, my favorite piece of casting has always been that sort of magical moment when an actor gets it. And it could be because from a direction that we've given them, or it could just be something that they have come up with and it happens right in front of you or on right in front of your you on your screen and it just clicks and it makes sense and it's like <sighs> you feel yourself just kind of 
falling madly in love with the piece, with the character. Again, it's just, it's, it's just new. And if it happens immediately within the first five people that you see for the role, um, it's amazing. If it happens a hundred people down the road, it's exquisite. <laughs> um, I just love that, that moment. Um, and sometimes it happens more than once, you know, on a project within the same character, but it's, it's that feeling of being renewed or seeing something in front of you that you only imagined. And um, I love that piece of it. And I also really love our community, our casting community, which I think through this whole process of COVID and everything has really come together to support each other, to support actors. Um, it's just, it's been a beautiful thing to just collaborate with everybody across time zones and countries and everything else. It's been pretty awesome. Well, thank you. That's moving. Thank you for that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Ryan? Hey, thank you. Um, I, I'm a location casting director and, you know, so I'm, I'm normally in New Orleans uh, working. I, I just love um, ultimately the sense of accomplishment we get, you know, at the, when we finally get to uh, finish the process and uh, offer actors roles and see it all come together. You know, um, that's a that's a big part of it for me. I like that uh, casting is always different. You know, uh, every time we're on a, a new project, um, you know, there are a lot of the same. There are a lot of things that are the same, but uh, ultimately, it's always a different experience. And and that's really one of the things I like about my job. And then also being on the on the local level, I I enjoy getting the opportunity to to sort of start from scratch with people, you know, sort of find a, a new base of talent that can come up. Um, so that's that's one of the things I, I really enjoy about uh, my world here. And how has it changed for you in the last six weeks? Oh, well, it's, I don't know what to think about that. I mean, it's, I, I don't know what to expect. Um, I've seen, uh, a tremendous uh, outpouring from the talent community wanting to to do things, you know, while they're locked in their houses, and and then likewise, I I am wanting to do things as well. So, um, just being able to interact with uh, people on a you know a, a business slash social level has been an interesting thing, you know, not 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 so much of a you know coming into the casting office and doing this thing that you've prepped, but rather us like figuring it out along the way. And it's sort of been an organic process, uh, the things we've been doing with the monologue challenges and whatnot. Yeah, cool. Yeah, thank you. I know it definitely expanded and shifted. Romany, take, yeah. You know, I just really, I mean, I think I kind of probably echo most people here that I just really love actors. And I think the biggest reason why is because they are really the truest expressors of emotion. And I think that that's a really cool thing to be part of. And I, I just love being able to be part of telling a story and, and telling stories that are moving to people and important to people and, um, you know, shedding lights, uh, light on topics that can change our world. And just being part of that is so magical and why I wanted to get into this in the first place. 
And how are you seeing this shift for you, yourself as you're in this new world and working at home and being with children and, and, and having a big social media presence? You know, at first this was all just, it's really scary. You know, this has never happened before in our world. This has never happened in our industry. Usually the film industry is the one field that kind of comes out during, you know, a, a depression or recession or anything like that. And I think none of us knew how this was going to truly affect us. Um, but I really saw this cool opportunity to um, connect with uh, each other, other casting professionals, actors, um, other people in our industry at a time when really the playing field is equal, you know? Um, and so it, it's been a really awesome experience to not only connect with other casting directors, but, um, you know, showrunners and directors and writers who are also quarantined with children and losing their minds and just wanting to talk about the stuff that they miss you know? Yeah. Right. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Andrea. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I moved out to LA specifically to act. So I did that. I did the hustle, the grinding, the auditions, the general meetings for two years, um, learning pretty quickly that it wasn't for me, but I still appreciated the process. So I, casting just made complete sense because I felt so connected, sympathetic, and like mindful of the process. Um, so I thoroughly enjoy just kind of really putting that first where, you know, in the room, I try to do as many takes with an actor to avoid having them do the trek for a callback and little things like that, you know, thinking about the commutes. And um, I just love trying to make the process for them as easy and comfortable, enjoyable as possible. Um, if I'm having a stressful day, not making it shown to them so they can be comfortable during a session. Um, I've just, yeah, really always felt connected to that community. And I'm happy I still get to be involved in, uh, in a way that can showcase them at their best and they get to book the part, I get to see them on screen. Um, it feels like a proud mom moment <laughs> for me. Um, and then regarding the change with all of our, the circumstance, um, I felt, you know, I learned about a lot of new actors through actively casting and bringing in people for specific roles and seeing them in the audition room. So at the standstill, I thought, what's another way of being able to meet new people? Um, so I thought, you know, collecting reels and either people that I've already known for about eight years, you know, just seeing their new material because you start to stop watching their reels and just go off of what you know and remember. So seeing what they've been up to and um, meeting new, a lot of new actors in the process, it's been so beneficial for me and for my database. So in a way to kind of say thank you back to the actors because they've just been so grateful to even submit. So in return, I'm responding to them all with some feedback or even if they don't need feedback, just letting them know that I received it, reviewed it, loved it. And um, just holding on to those gems in the database for future reference. Wow, that that is like, Steve, I don't know about you, but this is like, really affecting me. Like, I really is. I'm just like blown away by this. Well, I mean, and, and one of the reasons I, I know it, why it affects you is because you've been in the trenches doing similar things for four mm -hmm. years or so. Uh, and, you know, you have been the source of 
many casting directors whose careers came from you, uh, I can say this, uh, and I know it may make you uncomfortable, but that's just what it is. And frankly, if there were an Oscar, I'm just gonna keep going here, if there were an Oscar, you would have gotten one for JFK or other things. Uh, so so uh, all that said, I also know that casting directors get sucked up in the process and, uh, and, and the quickness of it and, and lose the humanity in the process. You and I have seen that happen, Risa, uh, firsthand. Uh, you seem to, almost to a fault, hang on to it and give actors more time and attention uh, oftentimes and, and try to find the humanity in it. So that when you hear other casting directors do it, I'm playing mm. a psychiatrist here, um, it's, it's moving. And, and I think it's moving as it relates to actors also because it's not the casting director. We're, we're hearing from human beings here who made a choice to get into this um, and uh, whose hearts are in this too. And I think some of these monologue challenges are, are an expression of that too. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it makes sense to me that this uh, is moving and that there is humanity here and not just industry drones, you know, um, which is exciting, I think. Yeah, thank you for that. And I wanna, part of this is to share that with actors because they still do feel like you guys are the gatekeepers and that they have to prove themselves to you and make you love them and parent them and, <clears throat> and uh, feel like, they have to show themselves to you rather than be with you in the work. So it's wonderful to hear not only how generous you are, but how collaborative you are and how, and, and how moving this is to you. Um, continuing on, Jason, so why are you a casting director and what's happening now? <laughs> um, well, thank you again for doing this. I, um, I, I, think I've always wanted to be a casting director. Uh, I never really knew what it was way back when, but um, I found my way into the business, uh, worked as an agent, and, and then I was like, okay, yes, I definitely want to be casting. I don't want to be an agent. Um, I, I just loved working with actors. I loved meeting these people and, and kind of uh, helping. I, just, I would fall in love with these people, and I would, I would want to put them out there in the world and share, share them with the world. And uh, and when I got into casting, it just, it just, it was a perfect fit. I love, um, I love reading with actors. I love uh, that magic moment that, that Erica was mentioning when it just clicks and it's, 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 it's kismet. Um, it's, it's just so natural and real and genuine. Um, uh, that connection is just, is, is just there and, and it, it, you can't miss it. Um, and I also love, I love when, um, I become fans of actors, even somebody who comes in for a small role and I'm like, oh wow, this person has something. I gotta, I gotta bring them back for something else. And then I do and, 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 and over and over again, I keep bringing them in and eventually they book something amazing and I just, I'm so excited for them um, because I, I believe in them and, and they just, I, I, I don't know, I just, I get excited for, for, for actors and, and, and just good people in general, but uh, I, I, I don't know. I just, I love it. Um, it's a creative process. And uh, with the things that are changing, I feel like I'm going to miss some things that, that I love, like reading with actors. Um, I hope that someday I'll get to do that again. But um, I know that we're going to be moving into a different way of, of, of casting. Um, and, uh, and that's going to, that's going to take some, some, some adjustments, for sure. And quick tangential follow-up, Jason. In terms of reading with actors, this is an aside. Do you find that it's easier for you to get a sense of an actor when you're reading with them or on the outside observing their performance reading with somebody else? Um, I used to think, I, I, I still think, when I'm reading with actors, I, I, 
I feel like I get, I have a better sense of that connection. Um, sometimes I, I feel like I have a connection with an actor and people who are watching didn't see it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It was so, it was so real. It was right there. Um, but I, I will admit, you know, when I'm watching and I'm not reading, um, I can, it's a different perspective for sure, but I can totally, I, I can get it there too. It's just, um, I don't know, it just, it really, it hits you to your core. I think when you're reading with somebody and you're, you're participating in that scene, it's not just, it's just not a read. Yeah. Yeah. Becky, hello. Um, for those of you who don't know, Becky also teaches with us at the studio and um, is now teaching online in this virtual space that we're all experiencing. So had a wonderful class last night. Good, good. Casting is the only thing I've ever wanted to do. So I feel very fortunate that I've been able to do it for however many years now. Um, every so often you can bring in that outside of the box choice that isn't such like a crazy idea, but just like veers out of those, those lines just a little bit. And you don't know if it's going to work, but you want to try it. You think it could be really interesting. And then your producers go for it and they loved it. And they, you know, they say, I never pictured it this way. It's awesome. It totally works. This is great. Thank you so much for bringing this actor in. And that's very exciting when that happens too. It, it certainly lets us know that we're doing our job and we know what we're doing, but that you're opening up possibilities for other actors as well. And then, uh, you know, aside from all of the watching and eating and reading and drinking that um, I've been doing, when Erica approached us, approached us to do the monologue challenge, I was like, this is a fantastic idea. Thank you so much for, 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 bringing it to us. Thank you so much for organizing it. And when she sent all of the videos, I mean, I, I myself, I think watched close to a hundred, which means that everyone involved watched close to a hundred, which meant that Erica had gone through all of those self tape, all of those monologues and had put in that time and that energy. And I just thank you for that. It was amazing. Thank you for asking us to be a part of it. Um, and something that kind of stuck out to me, other than the fact that we're all getting to do the thing that we love to do, and I think that that is so important and encouraging during a time like this, um, it, it broke down this barrier. You know, you wouldn't normally give actors your let's say your email address or certainly your phone number or let an actor into your home and see like where you live. And it's become so much less important. And we're seeing, we're seeing into each other's lives, I think in such a way that we never would have been open to before. And there's something very special about that. And maybe that goes hand in hand with uh, what, you were talking about earlier about perhaps we are the gatekeepers, but we're also just human, just like everybody else. And, and we want to be able to relate to actors on every, any and every level, like we would with any normal person, friend, family. Yeah. I mean, that's so huge. And, and it's hopefully getting us all back to that notion of working together, collaborating together to figure this out and not feeling like anybody has to prove anything to anybody. So 
that's so appreciated. And I think it's going to change the way we all work together going forward. Yeah. Thanks, Becky. Um, Seth, are you with us? I'm here. Hi. Hi. Um, well, like Andrea, I came to casting via the actor route. I, I moved here and, and worked a couple of years. I met many of you all as an actor uh, when I first got here um, and, and started um, as a reader. It was back when casting was able to have unpaid interns and I started interning in offices and really connected with that process of things. And you know, uh, five years ago, Liz hired me on my first pilot, and I've been working with her ever since. And I love it. And now that I'm able to do it, it's what I was supposed to be doing the whole time. And I just needed to go down the actor path to figure that out. Because mm. um, my favorite part of, of casting and the reason that I love it so much is the actors. And I think that I have this, because I was able to, to, to do that first, have this empathy for actors. Um, and like Andrea, I wanted to be, I want to give them great takes. I want to give them as many takes in the room because I want that actor to leave, not walking down the stairs going, oh, I wish I'd done this or, you know, the, all the actor talk that happens. Um, I want your audition and, and, and read in our room to be the best part of your day. And so whatever I can do to facilitate that, like, I love it. And then, and then like, as Jason was saying, becoming friends or becoming fans of actors that you keep bringing back in. And when that thing finally hits and they finally book it, like I get as excited as, as they do um, when I'm finally able to hire someone. So that's why I love my job. It's the best job ever. Um, in terms of, in terms of this sort of open call and, and now what we've done here, you know, it, it really sort of, when this started, the office kind of was approaching this as we would a normal hiatus and like, okay, what will we do in hiatus time? We do generals, we'd meet people, we'd get to know actors, we'd sort of build our own database. And so that was sort of the initial thought and um, also sort of a way to keep our associates busy too and them engaged and them continuing to grow. And so it, it's been an overwhelming number of, of actors have, have participated and sent us um, self-tapes and monologues and and it's just been incredible to see you have a lot of energy and to be able to do something with all of those feelings and everything that everybody is trying to process and to give people a positive outlet to direct that energy into I think allowing actors to either write their own monologues or come up with something or self-tape give them something to do I think can also help help you process the things um, and so that's, that's really the main reason why we wanted to, to do this. Yeah, that's so cool. That, see, we talk about all that all the time, just in terms of us healing each other, you know, and being in community and sharing in this experience. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, thank you. Kara. Hello. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is a tough act to follow with all of these lovely, lovely answers. Um, but I'll I'll just say like, you know, I've always loved storytelling and I've always loved movies and I've always loved being artistic and being creative. And, you know, when you're a kid, you read a book and you imagine how that book looks in your head. And now we get to do that for a living. You know, we get to take words on a white page and give it a body, a presence, a voice, a, a personality and, and a vision and make all of that happen. And it's just like an amazing thing to be a part of and to be a part of in this industry. And nobody does this for the fame or the glory, <laughs> you know, that's not why we are on this side of it. 
and we do it because we love it and we we want to be here we want to be working with these beautiful talented artistic people and you know on this side of what's been going on i think one of the positive things is that it's sort of taken the competitive nature out of this because they're not competing for jobs anymore there's no jobs to have so they can sort of turn inward and focus more focus more on themselves and you know internally how they are as an actor how to be the best version of themselves and grow as an actor and connect and you know this whole experience is really humanizing and humbling and makes you take a look at where you are in the world and what kind of person you want to be and i think it speaks real volumes that we've really been able to kind of come together and say okay let's connect in this way where everything is just so messed up right now and we're people who are artists and we thrive on connection and so trying to explore new avenues for that is is really empowering and wonderful and i know keeps me sane and i know keeps so many of you guys sane too and i think that's what it's all about at the end of the day yeah yeah that's great thank you uh thanks everybody yeah and you know so what's interesting here is we hear all of you from a very personal place speak of your emotional investment in actors and your emotional investment in in casting uh and and the obvious care that you take um and and pride in your in your work which is exciting and then as you say Kara, the industry stops so all of this these wonderful uh feelings that you have about what you do and the actual interactions with with actors they stop and so i'm i'm interested and we'll start with ryan maybe with that moment where everything shuts down right so like the industry's go 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 and it's up and it's down and and you sort of fall off the cliff after three months of working on something and uh lie on your floor for three weeks and then gut it up again and go back it's just roller coaster all the time and then all of a sudden the party stops and there's dead silence and some of you spoke about this seth in particular what do we do now how do we keep people associates you know still working how do we engage with actors what is that thing for you, Ryan, as the industry stops um, that then takes you to let's do this monologue challenge? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so I, I looked at my calendar. It's been six weeks. I've been sitting in my house uh, a little over six weeks, actually. Everything I was on shut down. Um, and, you know, initially, I'm sure like most of us, our producers were saying, you know, it's going to be probably two weeks. Um, we'll come back. We'll probably have to add an extra week of prep, you know, to whatever project it was. Of course, I'm watching the news like everyone else and seeing, okay, it's definitely not going to be two weeks. What the heck are we going to do? So I, I just actually did my challenge as sort of a, just a thing to do to see what would happen, you know, to, to just spread some you know, something to do around. So I started this hashtag that's one minute monologue challenge. And I tagged five actors, five local New Orleans actors. And I told them each that they had to tag five more actors once they post their monologue to Instagram and use the use the hashtag. Uh, well, that that just sort of became a thing and suddenly, you know, every, you know, everyone's tagging me and tagging the put in the hashtag and before I know it I have you know 1300 monologues and oddly enough this little database that is just a hashtag that I can go to and like find awesome actors so um, eventually you know a couple of weeks went by and I was like okay uh, I didn't know what I was going to do with it and uh, an actor wrote to me on Instagram and he's like hey it would be really cool if like the top people got something and I was like Oh, I didn't, I didn't think about a prize. Like that's, 
there has to be prizes in this. So then I thought about it overnight and I was like, okay, I'm not going to be the judge of their talent per se. I'm going to let this machine I put it on be, be the judge based on like their popularity. I know that's terrible, but basically the most popular ones based on views and whatever Instagram's algorithm is, is who got selected to, to have a one-on-one -on -one Zoom chat with me. Actually, we, used, we auditioned to do it. And, uh, and I did a, so I did a Q&A, uh, that was the culmination, a live Instagram Q&A, which was great. We had like a bunch of people tune in for like two, two hours and answered a bunch of questions. And at the end, I uh, announced the winners. And so, and then we did, we did those, um, those meetings this past week, which was really awesome. Like what, like probably my favorite thing that came out of it was every, every one of them that were in the top were from somewhere else. They weren't necessarily from New Orleans. And I, like this one actor I met, he's been, he's been in LA for 18 years and he had four auditions last year. And I was like, you're, you're this amazing actor. Like, why are you only getting four auditions? So I was like, you need to come to New Orleans. So, so I use it as an opportunity to, to, you know, poach the talent from your pool there in LA. Just kidding. But no, I did recommend him move to New Orleans. So, and, and what are you, what are you seeing? I want all of you, would love all of you guys to um, jump in on this because you're seeing actors showing up. I mean, what, what, how are you seeing actors differently? Not only in this sphere, but just in this zone. Uh, yeah, I mean, so Risa, you just used the word fear and I think- Okay, would you just say your name first? Becky Silverman. I think that there's an element of pressure that, that doesn't exist because like Kara said earlier, there, the, there's no job there's no role, no one's booking anything. And so I think this, this level of pressure expectation is gone. And so it's perhaps allowing a lot of these actors to just be, just do, just do the thing. And, and the hair doesn't have to be put into perfect place and the makeup that like, this, these things that, that, and maybe I'm speaking personally as well, like I'm not focused on it as much. I'm not worried about it. I'm not stressed. I'm not obsessing about it. And I feel like I'm, I was seeing that from a lot of these actors that things that they felt had to be so perfect, they don't actually, it just doesn't matter. That's not what it's about. This is um, Erica speaking there I, to go along with that. I think there's a real harness of the different energy and emotions that they're going through right now. There's a lot of highs and lows right now um, across the board for everybody. Um, and I've seen a lot of performances that are using that in a really productive, creative way um, that can be really moving or really sort of hysterically funny because it's so real. Um, but there is this sense of, which is exactly what Becky and Kara were saying, of letting go. Um, it's just it's just free because it's, it's not a job and it's just something to do to keep the passion alive and keep being creative and to give yourself something to help your craft. And um, I think people are, 
having fun and it's coming across, even if their scene is not a fun scene, the, um, the joy of the work is there and it's really, really beautiful to see and people are creating all kinds of brand new things with that energy and emotion and, you know, um, finding new ways to uh, showcase old things. And it's just, it's been really, really inspiring. Yeah, this Ryan. Um, one of the recurring things that I've seen through the monologues coming in on the social media platform, there are probably five times out of 10, the actor will put a note, uh, you know, in the description, like, I wouldn't normally, you know, post this to my social media or put my work out there like this. But I've just seen so many amazing actors doing it. And I just, you know, I want to, I want to, I'm going to go ahead and put myself out there or whatever it is. But that is sort of been a recurring theme, which I think is pretty cool that people who kind of just keep, keep their art for themselves or just when they go to a casting office there. I mean, it really is out there for the whole world when you're putting it on social media, like anybody can go to it. It's not a private thing. So putting themselves out there like that is, I mean, really great. I like it. I like saying it. Yeah. Andrea, thoughts on that? First of all, you know, how um, this monologue challenge situation has gone for you, what brought you to do it, but also, um, the sort of work that you're seeing now as opposed to pre-pandemic? Um, yeah, one great thing that I feel I'm seeing a lot more now, so my um, my request out to actors was for them to specifically just send me their demo reels to see their work. And um, a great thing I'm seeing a lot more now that I haven't before is uh, them recognizing the how beneficial and the importance of having a, mon a recorded monologue or a self-tape, whether it's one they, they prepared recently for a specific challenge or if it's one that they had that they were so proud of that they're able to share, using that in place of a reel that they don't have yet or that they aren't proud of. Um, it's been so beneficial for me to see that performance sometimes over a reel. And it's great. I, I'm noticing them just feel more, feeling more comfortable and confident showing that material in place of. Um, so I think that's opened up a whole new portal for people starting out to showcase their chops and to um, be seen. I think that's the biggest uh, change I've really noticed through demo reels. I'm not getting too many emails of people saying, I'm just starting out, here's a pick and res. You know, they already have that link handy. Um, and if they don't, then I'll suggest, you know, considering to prepare a monologue or considering to, you know, go back to your self tapes and uh, refer to something you're proud of. Uh, so I, I think that has changed it's already it's our it's always been there you know agents and reps they and managers have used that as a tool already in the past couple of years in place of a reel they would also share a recent self tape um but i i definitely have seen the rolling effect of you know erica and ryan's the challenges and how they've been utilizing that in general to be seen and that's amazing because I know a lot of a lot of us have had rules about no self tapes as reels, and you know things have been so strict. Not that everybody has the same rule, and that's one thing actors don't necessarily always understand that we have different um, desires or requests. But this is allowing people to be a little messier and a little more lo-fi in what they share, and there's no you know it doesn't have to be beautiful and perfect as long as we see them and feel them. Yeah. Hey, Erica, you started um, a lot of this. Uh, what what made you want to do it? And what are you seeing? And, and how is this going with these thousands of people sending you 
themselves. Um, it's yeah. uh, honestly, despite the number of tapes that I've seen in the last six weeks, it's it's pretty awesome. Um, I so I I the very first challenge I did, which seems like it was a million years ago now, was um, I want to say it was like March 11th. It was whatever that Friday was when everything started to shut down. And I was, you know, watching the news and watching how things were going and hearing from studio executives like, uh, no, we're not going to have that meeting now. Let's talk about it in a few days or whatever. And I thought, actors are going to start to panic. They're going to, everybody's seeing this news and they're going to start to freak out and they're going to start to ask questions and like, nobody's going to have answers. So I thought a good sort of productive way to just keep them doing something that was fun and you know, free and whatever was just to let them do a challenge, a self-tape challenge. And um, so I, for that first one, I provided scenes, they picked their own. I got maybe 300 tapes for it, something like that. And we had winners and it was, they got to vote on it. Um, and it was really fun. And what I got from that, which is what I thought I was doing this nice thing for actors to like keep them busy and make them feel good. And watching their tapes made me feel so normal in the midst of like, that was the crushing weekend of, the sports are canceled. These are things are, you know, it was that, it was that time. And, um, it helped me emotionally more than I can ever say, just feel like I was normal again. And that, that this was, that this still mattered. So I, we did that challenge. I was like, great, I'm going to do another one. I'm going to get more people involved this time. And so that's when I did the monologue challenge with the other wonderful casting directors, three of whom are here. And again, I, I probably should have anticipated that now by then people were sort of used to being home and ready to do more work. And so that one, we got 1500 monologues and we split them up and chose our favorites and had generals. And um, then I decided like an insane person, I decided to do one more and I uh, got 8,500 tapes for this last one, which is all original scenes. And um, I think this is, this might be the last one. <laughs> going to take me right through the end of 2020. I mean, just but think about that 8,500 that people wrote themselves. I mean, what does that say to you guys? I mean, I just I'm so stunned. I never I didn't anticipate that many because I didn't think that many people would be brave enough to write something mostly because I'm not that brave. But um, they did. And there there's some really awesome work in there that I'm very excited for people to see. Yeah, and I think it, it speaks to, you know, this isolation and this pressure cooker of a time pushing people to do things that they wouldn't otherwise do. So we're, to a certain extent, on the other side of it, multiple times a week, we still have, you know, many classes going on Zoom. And so we're interacting with these actors who are doing that work and writing those monologues and, and sending their their reels and, and, uh, and their tape monologues to you all. And it really is, I think, a gift for most of them. Some of them feel overwhelmed by, oh, my God, I have to do this or else my career will die during this pandemic or whatever else. There's some of that. Let's use this as an opportunity to, um, you know, to, to maintain the spinning and the desperation. But I think for the most part, people are excited to be able to still do work and and for some sort of structure that allows them to uh, to express their art, which is exciting. Um Jason, what are your thoughts on, because uh, I think, you know, this is interesting. So if we think about like, so NCIS is back in, you know, whatever, however many months or whatever, right? What is this, this platform, Zoom, um, the sort of undoing of all the shiny bells and whistles and everything needing to be perfect, uh, your relationship between actor, between you and the actor, 
perhaps without an agent because we're the agents in all these monologues? Like, how do things change when you start getting back up and running for casting? Um, uh, good question. I mean, we're I'm doing something a little different than the monologue challenge. We we decided to do a big virtual open call, um, and we wanted it to be different. Uh, we wanted uh, actors to kind of um, give them something to do that was uh, that was more in line with with the actual audition process, um, and give them you know a, a variety of sides to choose from from our shows, from older episodes. Um, and, and let them choose what they want to do. And also we wanted to get the agents and the, and the managers involved. We wanted them to submit their clients and to communicate with their clients and, 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 and to facilitate all of that um, and, and just kind of get everybody active and participating. And, and it's, been, it's been amazing and, and uh, overwhelming and um, we have way too many people to go through, uh, but, it's, it's, but it's been wonderful. Um, I, I just ex really excited about it. Um, it's also was a way we wanted to kind of, um, uh, I wanted to use it as a way to remind people that there are these resources out there that they can use um, uh, for, for help if they need it. We sent this out to not just agents, managers, but also actors access. So there's a lot of actors all over the US um, who are submitting themselves that don't have representation. Um, and, uh, and I'm really excited about that because uh, we are seeing people that we normally wouldn't see. Usually when we're, we're casting our shows, we have time to send out breakdowns uh, to agents and managers and that's about it. And, that's, and we barely have enough time for that. So uh, being able to see talent that's unrepresented um, is, is wonderful. And there's so much great talent out there. Um, uh, I wish I could give feedback to everybody, but there, it's just not possible. Um, but it is, uh, it's, it's really rewarding to, to watch and, and see what, uh, what's coming in. Uh, I think, you know, the future of casting is going to certainly change. I don't know if that means that we're going to be having Zoom, you know, pre-read sessions or, or if it's going to be a lot of self-tapes and maybe we're going to, you know, give them, give actors uh, notes uh, to, to, you know, change things up and, and try something a different way. I don't know. I, I feel like we're going to, I think they're still being figured out. I, I know that studios are talking and, and unions are talking and, and a lot of stuff is being discussed. I feel like uh, we're probably going to get specific instructions on how um, our studio and maybe even our producers want to proceed when we come back. And I know that we have our own, you know, our office has our own thoughts about what that might look like. Um, we'll, we'll have to see what's possible and what's going to work for everybody. I, I will miss the in-person experience, and I, I hope that we can get back to that point um, uh, in the near future. We're going to have to utilize technology uh, a lot more than ever, for sure. Uh, and thankfully, we have that. I mean, 10 years ago, we would not be able to do this. Can you imagine if this happened 10 years ago? Uh, we would be dead in the water. We would not. I mean, gosh, I was... I think I was still dealing with VHS tapes back then. So uh, can you imagine? Uh, so it's, we're fortunate that we're in a place with technology that we're able to work uh, and continue at the same quality, if not, if not better. What's interesting, though, is what you're all talking about, what you're all seeing is such a human way of working and people letting go of things and the hair and the presentational element of it. And we're seeing this in class every single day that people are just showing up as human beings doing their work. And if that can change things, because that's ultimately what we all want, right? If that can change the way we experience actors and how we can, I was talking to a showrunner about this and explaining this to him, and he was blown away by the possibility that you could really see human beings in a different way. So 
um, you know, what are what are your thoughts about how this this nature of connection and collaboration can change um, the way that we'll experience auditions and self tapes in a virtual space potentially in at least the next three to six months. Romney, what what are your thoughts? I think there's going to have to be a lot of schooling per se to actors in in self taping. I mean, certainly it's been a lot more prevalent in the last few years, but you know, there's there's an art to it. And like Erica sometimes says, it's a different kind of a muscle that I think actors are going to need to learn how to train. And I think that part of that is our responsibility and also a great opportunity right now with all these different challenges and doing these lives and talking about self-taping and kind of using this time to school them on what makes a really great self-tape. And a lot of times it's not just, you know, that we have to see your face clearly and hear your voice and not let the reader overpower you and all of these things that we know, but how to make that connection through just a screen that we don't get in person. And there's a lot of ways you can do that, but we're going to have to be able to work together with them to do that. And I think, um, you know, like Jason was saying, we're going to have to give a lot of notes beforehand before we send out the self-tape request. There's going to be a lot of redirects going on. We're going to have to do our best to set them up for success in order for this to work. This is Erica talking. Um, this is, and uh, Ryan, you should speak to this too, because in the Southeast, there's, we are a big self-tape market down here in general. So having come from LA to the Southeast, it, it has been a big transition because I was casting in person for 17 years and then casting from my little home office, just watching tapes for the last two. And it is, it is different and it does, it requires different muscles for the actors, but also for casting to know what kind of information the actors are going to need before they tape. Can, are, is it possible for them to retape? Is it possible for them to do a virtual callback? Um, what's a virtual callback like? Is it, is it good enough quality for everybody watching? And it, so it is, there's a little bit of a learning curve there, but it is completely possible. I mean, I think the Southeast market in general, and Ryan, feel free to jump in. Yeah, um, absolutely. Proof, proof in the pudding. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been in this market since 2005, and we were we were self taping back then. You know, I think if we if we put out the instructions, which is what we normally do anyway, we we put detailed instructions, and if there are any specific notes for each character that we want to send along with the with the tape request, um, we send those along as well. You know, outside of what's on the breakdown. It is doable though. I mean, we do, I do a lot of the, uh, television work. So as you guys know, that's a really fast process. And, and we're often casting from the tapes. I probably see 50% of the people that I'm auditioning for an episode live. And then the other half are, come, are coming from tapes. So if my producer wants to do a, do a redirect, we usually do that through another self-tape. We'll send, they're, they're all so great at turning it around really fast, you know, and, and it's generally just one or two people that need to do that redirect because they've kind of zeroed in on who they're liking from the batch that was sent. So it, I don't think it's, I don't think it's as hard as I don't let it overwhelm you guys. If you're not used to that, I think it is 
a quick uh, adjustment. Well, it's in, it's interesting that you're saying that, and and we are all getting more and more used to it. I know this last pilot season was heavy duty self tape because people are accepting it as a way to do things. But I'm really curious, and and maybe Seth, you can speak to this first. What do you actually want to see in a self tape? You know, Ramana, you spoke to it. Like with the technical stuff, we can all, everybody can get down pretty quickly. And Eric, you spoke to that too. But what is it that moves you and that affects you, that makes you want to keep watching? I mean, a lot of us are teaching uh, self tape classes, but I'm really curious as to what that is for you. What keeps you engaged and what, what, when do you look at that and have that same magic moment that you may have live? That's a, that's a great question. And I think that, you know, I, I, I speak for our office and how we have used self-tapes in the past, and, and we always have preferred to get actors in the room. Um, but when we do get a self-tape, I think it's, it's the actor's ability to really make that connection, um, really understanding the, the material and being able to, you know, I always encourage actors to think of their audition in the room as a take and not an audition of coming in to try and get the job, like you've already got the job. And it's the actors, from, 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 from my standpoint in the self-tapes, that really approach it as, here we come in and I'm showing you my work. I'm not, I'm not asking you for the job or I'm not trying to impress you at all are the ones that for me are, are, are the ones that really sing. Uh, this is Ryan. I, I think it's really important for the actor to create, create the environment there inhabiting it within the life of the scene, you know, and give us a good moment before. Um, but not just being a talking head, you know, um, giving it, giving it a little extra life. Um, and I think that comes with their confidence in the scene and the material and what they're doing, you know, um, all that shows through a self tape. I mean, you can, you can completely tell when someone isn't fully committed or fully off book. You could, I can see when an actor is, has the lines pasted up on their camera, like next to their, I know when they're reading it, right? And that is not all the work that they need to do, you know? I mean, yes, you, you can carry your script if you need to, but let's face it, you're doing a self tape. Why not make it the best possible tape you can make for this audition? And so, you know, you know what, what I hear you both saying, I think is that like the platform be damned, you, you have to, connect right whether it's in a 10,000 seat theater or uh you know uh, in your living room no matter the platform be it zoom or whatever on your iphone um but what i am curious about is some of the intangibles like for instance so if you're auditioning for a pilot the hope is that um you may get seven seasons out of this thing hand of god touches you you know but so how does the showrunner or the casting director look at that actor who comes in for the series regular on that show that they hope to go seven seasons and work with for seven years plus, how do they know who that person is beyond just their talent? And even that, right? In the, let's say, let's say even 13 pages of work, like, and maybe you've seen the reel and whatever else, but, but Kara, if you want to take a crack at this, so you're seeing people on Zoom, let's say, because it's four months from now and Zoom is still a thing and that's how, you know, we're casting. Um, how do you deal with those intangibles beyond just are they talented or not? I mean, I think it's, it's not a whole lot different from how you're dealing with it regularly. Like, I mean, that's our job and it's a pretty daunting task, no matter if you're doing it live or you're doing it over the internet. And now we have to do it over the internet. So it's just an added level of stress and, you know, another hurdle that we have to get over. I 
think one of the biggest things with the self-tapes that I see at least is that they really have to pop from the beginning. The first moment of that self-tape has to keep me interested in watching it because I can just turn it off. Whereas when you're in the room, I have to go with you on this journey. That's why we love live theater too, right? We're going with somebody on a, on a journey live and we can watch them sort of warm up into the scene a little bit. And maybe they really get to the crux of the scene right before the scene is over. And we're like, oh my God, that took my breath away. But if you don't make me want to keep watching that tape, I might not even get there. Because a lot of the time, like if we see from the beginning, eh, it's probably going to be right, we might not watch it all the way through. So if you're really taking your time to warm up and you're like, oh yeah, the middle of the scene is really where I'm going to shine. And like, yes, a lot of that's going to depend on context and writing and the role and whatever. But it, it, it really, those first few seconds of a self-tape are going to be really crucial to making us want to keep watching. The same way when you turn on a pilot, you know, of a new TV show and the first few moments of that show, you're like, mm, I don't know about any of these people. Do I really want to watch this? Like, it's the same thing. You want to keep us engaged. You want to keep us interested in, and you want to, you want to hook us from the beginning. Ryan was speaking about the moment before. I think that's a huge thing, especially if you're talking about these first few moments. So while a lot of the question is context-based, because I think it depends on the project and the material and the actor and matching and doing all those things, but it would, we would be doing all of those things anyway. Now we just have this added bonus of we can't do it live in a room. And so I think being communicative and being able to redirect and being open to redirection and all of that, those wonderful things we've been talking about is really going to be key. And, and, you know, I think what's also interesting about what's going on right now is, you know, a lot of the times casting directors are looked at as like sort of kept in this castle and a dragon and like you can't get to them and they're you know evil and like what are they really and this has broken down the walls a lot of between the actor and the casting director this whole thing and just by them being able to send us monologues and know that we're watching them because sometimes they make these tapes and they're like did the casting director even see it like they know we're seeing this stuff now we don't we have nothing but time to see this stuff now so it's, I don't know, the whole process is shifting and changing. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I think in terms of like what people are bringing to the table, it's still going to be sort of following all of those general rules. But what, what I hear you saying is like this notion of working quicker this moment before, and as much as a thousand years ago, maybe you scheduled 10 people for a session, half an hour apart or whatever, and you really work it through and find the, you know, whatever their version of it. Now it's, uh, as you all are speaking to, you've got actual thousands uh, of self-tapes or- uh, We're gonna you know, be able go to go through that, sorry, we're gonna be able to go through that stuff much quicker now because it's not gonna be live. You know, before it took us four hours to see a certain amount of people and now it's like at noon, we're gonna get hundreds and hundreds of tapes and be able to kind of go boom, boom, boom through them a little bit more for better or worse. We're gonna be able to, to really look at them next to each other and see what stands out. Um, and is that better? Is that worse? I don't, I have no idea, you know, but it's, it's where it's headed towards. And so you need to be able to, to really land it from the beginning. This, so so an actor's got to work quicker. Yeah, go ahead, Erica. Sure. Sorry, sorry, Steve. Um, so sort of jumping off what, what Kara was just saying, there are a lot of people, especially people in LA who have done in-person auditions for a very, very long time. They were prior to this, prior to this, of course, were a little loath to adopt self-taping because they prefer the in-person experience. But the thing with self-tapes is that they're, they open up the opportunity to a lot more people than we could ever see in person. So all of those wonderful actors, like, like the guy Ryan met who only had four auditions last year, he may have only had four opportunities to go in live, but maybe now that everything is self-tapes, he gets 
16 auditions this year. It allows us to see more people in a smaller amount of time. And again, for better or for worse, you know, that means that you're comp you have more competition, but it also means that more people are getting opportunities. It could also mean from the casting side of things that we are finding people that we maybe never would have otherwise because we have opened up our pool. Um, and I think there's something really cool and exciting about that. And if people can embrace the fact that this is the way it's going to go for a bit, um, I think they'll see that there, there are a lot of positives to self-taping um, beyond, of course, staying healthy and safe, which is going to be key for a while. But um, it really does allow us it allows us to see more out of the box choices it allows us to see more roles that are any gender because again we've got just more bandwidth to do it so it's there's a lot of cool stuff that's possible doing virtual and, and apropos you, that discussion go ahead just, Lisa. you talked about that first moment you guys are talking about a certain kind of work so what is that thing because the thing that you're responding to now in the submissions that you're seeing in the reels or people doing scenes for you jason or the monologue challenges what are you seeing what is that thing that you're seeing that's getting you excited that's making you want to give them you know, make them winners or, you know, share them with each other. What is, what is, and you talked, you guys talked about that before, you know, that excitement of that magic moment when somebody just connects with that. So if you can put any of that into words, because the thing actors want to know, and they're hearing this, they want to hear from you. Romney, maybe you can speak to this because I see you're nodding your head. Yeah, but, but, but what is, because they want to know, but what is that moment and what do you guys respond? What's going to keep you guys engaged? Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. So actors, many times they have to turn water into wine. And this has been really cool because this is the first time that they get to choose the material, that they get to choose pieces that really resonate with them and show us who they are and, and what makes them unique and what makes them, you know, them. Um, and so I've seen monologues that, you know, the way that they connect to these roles are palpable, you know, and they're able to do that with these scenes that they choose for themselves. Um, and I think that that's just been really cool to see that side of them because I see a lot of the same actors for roles that I bring them in for, but maybe it's not roles that they always want to go out for. And this has been an opportunity for them to say, hey, you don't always cast roles like this. I don't always go out for roles like this, but this is what I can do, you know, and, and I, that's really opened up my brain a little bit and has been really cool to see. Hey, uh, this is Seth, I, I'll just jump in too. And I, from, from casting standpoint, I'm not looking, I'm not starting the self-tape with this role in mind of the prototype we've talked about and is this gonna work and can this person be on set in two days? Like, is this the guy for the job? It's, I don't know what I'm about to watch. And so for me, that's what's interesting is seeing these actors that have chosen this great material and then are allowing me to see them, either how they see themselves or actors that I already know that are doing something that is different. That's just allowing my imagination to go on where do they fit in the worlds that we work on and how can I use them in the future? And, and how do you guys think that's gonna affect how you work differently maybe when you look at actors in the virtual space, in the self-tape uh, forum and, and even in person? Like how is this opening up your minds? Well, I think it, it was, it's been said a couple of times, it's allowing us to see more actors than we normally would. It's allowing us to open it up to different types of actors. 
and it might not always work, but since we're not confined to, you know, the two or three hours in the morning, the two or three hours in the afternoon, whatever those live sessions might be, we can put out four times as many auditions or, or give four times as many opportunities, see what comes back, see what people are doing with it. And I think it can, I think it can really open up people's eyes and minds once we're back in whatever form we're, we're going to get back into. I have absolutely no idea what that's going to look like, but this could be really interesting where like we get that script and it's, it's this description and this age and this gender X, Y, and Z, but we have the opportunity to open that up and see what might happen. And hopefully our producers will will feel the same way and be willing and open to thinking outside the box, giving people opportunities. This is how I pictured it in my head when I wrote it, but now that I see it on its feet, I never thought it could be this way and this is fabulous. Um, I really think it it's the same thing. It, it kind of doesn't matter what, whether it's live or over a tape, it's, it's connection, it's, the actor's connection to the role, it's the actor's connection to the camera, and it's our connection to the actor. And that differs from one of us to the next to the next, but when it's right and it works, we see it, we get it, that's what we respond to. Um, I think all the technical aspects of a self-tape, everyone knows and everyone can figure out. I think during this time, if actors have not done so already, they should be doing, doing self-tapes, watching them back, seeing what looks best, what works best for them. And then it just boils down to, to the work that they do and how we respond to it when we watch it. Uh, Jason here. Um, I, I also think that this is going to put a lot more um, responsibility on actors to be even more prepared. Uh, you've gotta be on top of your game. Um, and, and, and know the material inside and out, know what it is uh, we expect of you. Uh, try to get all your questions answered before you go on tape. Obviously, we're not gonna be there to answer your questions and have a conversation with you. So, you know, go to your agent, ask questions, have them come to us, we'll answer them if we can. Um, we want you to have everything that you need to, to give the best performance possible. And even though you're not able to come into the room, we'll, we'll do what we can to, to make that, uh, make that possible for you. This is Kara. I also think um, what's really interesting is that what we're seeing is actors are having the ability to watch one another's tapes too right now, which I think is one of the most helpful things that they can do because they can look at somebody and say, oh, like I see their choices. I see that work. I see the honesty in what they're doing. Or even I see how they framed themselves and how I've been maybe not framing myself in the best light. You know, and it's always like the actor always wants to know what's going on inside that audition room, even though they can usually hear it because all casting offices have business walls in the city. But, you know, they always want to know what's going on inside that room or what that person did or what did they do to book the job or what did they do. They have that opportunity now where they can really learn and look at each other's work, which I think is an invaluable tool for them. So all of these things are, are at their fingertips for to be able to see each other's self-tapes or these monologues or whatever. And I think they can learn so much from each other, which is a really incredible, wonderful thing. So I think it, it's only going to be more helpful for them in that way, too, if they really are able to learn from but both of you, Kara and Jason, I mean, what you're both saying is that actors have to exercise leadership here. 
uh, and take command of this stuff. So um, as perhaps there's a distancing from that more personal or in-person connection with a casting director or a director or showrunner in the room who can give notes and this mantra that so many actors say, well, but I'm better in the room. Like that has to die because it's on them now. So what if there is no direction? What if the thing that they're reading doesn't necessarily make sense? Or what if they don't know if they're the killer or not? And nobody's told them, like all of that leads to, uh, well, it's just me. So I have to make these decisions uh, and take some command of all this. The, the one thing that I wanted to ask is, I, alluded, I mean, we alluded to it before, where are the agents in all this? If there is a direct line between actor and casting director, um, where do the agents go in all this silence? <laughs> there, I <laughs> there, think... <laughs> go ahead, Ryan. You you go. Uh, this is Ryan. I, I think the the agents are are absolutely necessary. I don't want to. I don't want to manage auditions on a on a singular individual basis. I want an agent to manage their roster of folks. I think I kind of remember what I was going to say. Like. I know we'll all they'll all get to the technical place that they need to be with the tapes, but one of the really important things is following the instructions that we put along with these tapes. If I need to see a full body slate, you know, and I need it to be at the end of the tape, I need that followed. I need I need that done properly. And I think that's another not that the agents need to be police, but I think that that is uh, one of the benefits of it filtering through the agent, they can make sure that these things are getting done properly, files are being tagged the way they need to be tagged, uh, whatever the case may be. Um, but I, I mean, and I trust my, my agents in my area, I trust their opinion on, on their talent. So they're needed in that regard, first and foremost. You know, I want them to send me the right submissions, you know, when I put a breakdown out. Yeah, this is Erica, and you know they. We still need them for all the normal things, you know, the availability, the calendar, you know, making sure that their clients are really available. Can your client really ride a horse? You know, all of all of the things. Um, they are they are a necessary step, and you know, and especially creatively, like Ryan just said, um, if you know, we all have these massive catalogs of actors in our brains but they're massive and it's nice to have somebody be like, no, this one. And we're like, oh yeah, that one. <laughs> um, and agents and managers are really good at doing that with their submissions and their pitches. So they are definitely gonna still be a major part of the process, not to mention, of course, the deal making. Yeah, Ryan, again, I, I think what you might find in possibly the LA, New York markets is something that regional agents have been dealing with for years is there's probably a lot more work that they have to do as far as the tapings go. You know, that's, it's probably an additional uh, person on staff maybe for them. I don't know, you know, cause if it like, I can't remember who was saying, you know, we'll be able to see so many more options for which, whatever role it is. I mean, that's a lot more tapes that are filtering through that agency and that they and have to, you know, yeah. And filtering through casting directors, you know, and, and needing more staff to manage all of that. So just to, in a way, wrap up, um, because there's so much to talk about here, would love to hear from each one of you as to where you're at and what you want actors to know about access and showing up and taking leadership 
and honoring their voices. Um, what is it you're finding, each of you, and what is it that you want them to, to know right now? Um, this is Andrea speaking. Um, I think I'm, I'm learning more and more about actors being a little too bogged down at times with, you know, should I have a montage in my reel? Should this come first or that come first? And I want them to focus on just the acting aspect of everything. And there's no denying talent. So even if you have that montage in the beginning, which I think, you know, we all prefer to just jump right into your acting in a reel and hear you, feel you, see you. So we prefer that. But if you, for whatever reason, can't let go of that 10 second montage in the beginning, there's no denying talent. So when we see you act, we'll forget that montage existed if we hate it so much. You know, so don't get so stressed out and don't focus so much on the little what's right, because it's going to it's going to be different for every single office, for every person within each office. We all have our own preferences, but there's no denying talent. And there's no denying someone who can follow instructions and someone who is taking their career seriously. It's to just focus on that and focus on studying, working on your craft and things. Uh, just I don't stress too much about the, the small things and just make sure you get the, the basics right and it's there. And um, it, yeah, I think just focus on the chops. Cool. Thank you. Uh, this is Becky. We're all in the same boat. We're all living in such uncertain, unknown times and this will be figured out eventually. And I think it's important to hold on to that and remember that. Um, but until then, we're all stuck at home. We're all going crazy. And we all just want to stay busy and creative and fulfilled. And whatever you individually are feeling right at this moment, so many other people are feeling the same way. So don't feel alone and do a monologue and put it on tape. Uh, Jason here. Um, you know, when, when things do return to some sort of normalcy and we are back at work, I, I want actors to just remember that we are still here and we're still uh, fighting for you and, and, and we believe in you. And although we may not have that face to face time with you as much anymore, um, know that we are watching your, your material, we're seeing your work, we are advocating for you, um, we are still loving what you're doing, and we're rooting for you. We're just going to be doing things a little differently now, um, but we're still on your side. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm just going to jump in because my connection seems to be okay for <laughs> the time being. Yes. Uh, this is Romani. Um, you know, I think I just want actors to remember that, you know, technology is going to change a little bit. Our industry is going to change a little bit. This is 2020 is apparently our final pilot season, <laughs> you know, um, but acting is not changing. Your craft is not changing. Acting techniques are not changing. Human connection is not changing. And to just remember that and that this is what it's all about. And we're still going to be looking for all of that. And, and your craft um, is not going anywhere. Thank you. That's lovely. Yeah. yeah. It's Kara. Um, I also would love to just say to actors that quarantine is not a productivity contest. I saw that on the internet the other day and I was just like, oh, yes, because there is 
a lot happening and I think a lot of them feel like they have to keep up with all of it and if they don't do every single challenge or every single thing and take advantage of every opportunity they're going to miss out you're not behind we're all behind right now we're all stuck we're all doing the best we can to navigate through these very muddy waters do the things that are going to creatively fulfill you do the things that are going to show you in your best light do the things that are going to you're going to learn from that you're going to that are going to better yourself that's that's what this time is sort of for in a way is is to kind of do the best that we can do and and by running yourself ragged you're not doing yourself a service so do those things that are going to creatively fulfill you that are going to make you better that are going to focus on you and and that's the version of you that we really want to see this is Erica. Um, I'm just kind of echoing what everybody else said, but really, you know, to remember going forward through this and out of this is to keep trusting casting. We are there for you. We are there to guide you. We will help you every step of the way through the, the normal casting process and outside of it. Um, and we will, you know, self-taping can feel very isolating um, and very lonely and, and which is of course, will make you overthink everything. Um, but we will be there to sort of give you a note for a new tape if needed, or give you the notes before you tape to, to begin with. And, you know, just continue to trust us. We are here for you. We are still going to be a big part of your process. Hey, it's Ryan. Yeah. I mean, gosh, what everyone said. I mean, I just want you guys to know that I'm in your corner um, always when you're coming in to read for me or doing it on tape or doing it one of these virtual chat systems. So just have confidence. I want actors to just remain confident in what they're doing, you know, always. I think that's the key to all of it is your confidence in, uh, in yourself and in the material. Um, that, again, will never change. Cool. Uh, Seth? And yeah, I was going to say, I don't know that I have anything better to add than what everyone else has said. They've all said it so perfectly. I think if anyone's listening to this, I think the one thing that I think you can take away is that we're all human beings too, that there's, yes, we may have a different job title and, and we may be a part of the process of, of, of you getting on, 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 on a show or, or booking a job, but we're all human beings. We're all collaborating and, and doing this together. So just remember that we're all people and, and we're there for you. Mm, I love that so much. Thank you so much, everybody. Really appreciate that you're here and um, that you're that you're offering your humanity and your generosity and your talent and your love of actors, which is so important for us to all remember. And that we're all learning and growing in this new virtual space together. And it's the great unknown. But what you're all doing to make that productive and positive and and creative and connected is significant. And just without making yourselves crazy and looking at 4,000 tapes, we just encourage you to stay in the connection and the humanity of it. And it's moving and ultimately bands us and bonds us all together. So that's just gorgeous. Yeah, thank you so much. And I'm, and I'm gonna say this too, you know, uh, and it's a quick pivot from uh, the love of humanity stuff. I trust also that the work that you're doing now will also be good for your careers. And I mean that with, love that that what you're radiating right now and the connections you're making with actors um, is not only good for our hearts and stuff but I, I suspect at some point um, showrunners and the people who will hire you and as much as you all have to hustle for jobs too uh, will see that um, that that you lead with your hearts that you're emotionally invested in what you do that you care 
and that you have deep connections to actors. So uh, let's hope that happens too, because it's deserved. Yeah. yeah, yeah, what you put out will come back. Um, it's great, great, great to get to know you. Really, really lovely uh, to get to know all of you and get to know each other and um, and carry on, man. Just carry on. Thanks Thank for putting this together. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that's so great. Take good care Thanks, of yourselves. Guys. Yeah. Thank, Thank you so much. You Keep on keeping on. Thank you. Bye. We are thrilled and moved by the response to the podcast. We love reaching actors all over the world, actors like you, who tell us that our podcast inspires them, informs them, and makes them excited and proud to be an actor. Yeah, but make no mistake, an acting career is won by being in the consistent practice of the work, week after week, month after month, year after year. Success for an actor is in the doing. So here at the BGB studio, we offer the highest quality acting training for passionate, committed, talented, and ambitious actors. We see that kind of work transform talent into successful careers, and that makes us so happy. There is no substitute for doing the work consistently, and we offer the work of success. We are the home of your 10,000 hours. We offer ongoing and eight-week on-camera auditions, scene study, and workout classes. They're available now. So sign up now to secure your spot and get to work. Go to braymangarciabraun.com slash classes or click the link for classes in the podcast show notes. We'll see you in class.